We're going to turn our Bibles to Second Kings, chapter five. Second Kings, chapter five, and we're going to read from verse one. Second Kings, chapter five, from verse one. Now Naaman, commander of the army of the king of Syria, was a great and honorable man in the eyes of his master, because by him the Lord had given victory to Syria. He was also a mighty man of valor, but a leper. I'm going to read again verse 1. Now Naaman, a commander of the army of the king of Syria, was a great and honorable man in the eyes of his master, because by him the Lord had given victory to Syria. He was also a mighty man of valor, but a leper. Now, we see here in God's word, the Spirit of God has recorded very specific things about Naaman, about Syria, and about God. Three things there. One is information, important information about Naaman. Another thing is an important information about Syria. And another thing is an important information about God, our God, Almighty. So when you look at this triangle, that's what the Spirit of the Lord is showing me right now. I'm just going with what the Holy Spirit is showing. And what words that God is giving to us at this hour is from the mouth of God to our hearts. So just pay attention and grab hold of it. A beautiful, glorious triangle. With God at the top, Syria on one side and Naaman on the other side. With God at the top in your life, your area in your spiritual life and the domain that God has for you and you. God at the top of your life and the inheritance that God has for you in you, your involvement in becoming whom God wants you to be in this earthly realm. In Naaman's life, Naaman was a Syrian. He was living in Syria. His life was a life that was established by God Almighty, even though he did not know God. Now you look at yourself. And I look at myself. We are in a better place than where Naaman was before. Because we are in the vineyard of the Lord Jesus Christ. We know God. See, if God had a plan for Naaman who didn't even know God, because God was going to bring him into his fold, imagine... God had a plan for you when you didn't know God, when I didn't know God. And because of that, his eyes were upon us, even when we didn't know him. And because of that, he was with us, even when we didn't know him. Now, beyond that, we know him now. When we know him now, there's a connection between God and his people, 
to the place where he has placed them. God's connection with you and the place that God has placed you is very important. If I don't realize what God can do in and through my life in the place that God has placed me, then I'm just going to merely exist and not fulfill the call of God upon my life. You look at Naaman. Naaman was a commander of the army of the king of Syria. God had placed him as a commander of the army of the king of Syria in a location, Syria. God had given him a job to do through the king of Syria. Now, in Syria, Naaman was an honorable man in the eyes of his master because by him, the Lord had given the victory. Now, you look at the job that was given to Naaman and the place that God placed him, which was Syria. He could have been born anywhere in the world, but God chose Naaman to be born in Syria, be under the king during that time. And God's call upon Naaman's life was to be a useful vessel there in the hands of God because God was the one who gave him victory while he was in Syria. Wherever Naaman went, God gave Naaman victory because God was with Naaman. Think about this. If God was with Naaman the Syrian and gave him victory over his enemies wherever he went, how much more you as a child of God, how much more I as a child of God When we are in the army of the living God, when we are in connection with God Almighty, bought by the blood of Jesus, and we are in that covenant relationship, and our relationship with God in that triangle is very, very secure because of the blood of Jesus. How much more victory is guaranteed for us when we go after our enemies? How much more? For sure. If God gave victory to Naaman, and if God established Naaman, and if God was with Naaman and gave him victory over all his enemies, wherever he went, God was with him. And he gave him victory every time Naaman went. Naaman won. Every time you go against the forces of darkness, you win. Every time I go against the forces of darkness, I win. You know why? Because God being with us guarantees our victory. God being with you guarantees your victory. Whatever you're facing in your situation, whatever your problem is, whatever may be trying to overpower you. See, without war, there is no victory. Without battle, there is no victory. Whatever you may be facing, the God who was with Naaman is with you, except you are in a covenant relationship with him. You bring this directly to the story that Jesus told his people, which was the widow and the unjust judge, where the widow went to the unjust judge every day, every day, every day, every day. She said, I'm going every day. Even if I don't get the answer, I'm going tomorrow. Even if I don't get the answer, I'm going the day after tomorrow. But every time she's going, she's not going, oh boy, I got to get up and I need to go to this, you know, this unjust judge and he's so unfair and I don't know why am I even going there wasting my time. I'm not going to get any result. And that's not how she went. Every time she went, when yesterday was a denial, today I'm going, today I'm going to get it. Today I'm going to get it. I encourage each one of you, whatever you are praying for, always have that 
in your mind before you're spiritualized. Today, today, could be today, could be today, could be today. Whatever God wants to do in your life, it could be sooner than you think. We need to have that in front of us. Because it didn't happen today, we can't say, oh, no, it didn't happen today, so it's not going to happen tomorrow. That's where Jesus says, when the Son of Man returns, will he find faith? He needs to find faith in you. God needs to find faith in us. When we go to his presence, we need to go that he is, and he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Diligently seek him, and he will reward you. God who was with Naaman and gave him victory on every side wherever he went. He will be with you. Give you victory every single time. Every single time you go against the enemy. By holding on to the word of God. By being in obedience to the word of God. See, God says in his word, submit to God, then resist the devil. You submit to God first. Without being obedient to the word of God, if you resist the devil... What happened to the seven sons of Sceva will happen to you. But if you submit to God, if you are in obedience to the word of God, and then you resist the devil, then the devil has to flee. He has to flee. He will flee. God was with Naaman. God knew this Naaman was going to be a devoted disciple of God Almighty, which he became. And Jesus brought his life many, many years later. He said, look at the faith that Naaman had. How was Naaman able to overcome and win every battle? Because God was with him and his faith was in God, even though he did not know the God who made heaven and earth, which is the Hebrew God, God of the Hebrews. He knew that there was a God and he was a devout believer of whatever God that was there. And God came and revealed himself to Naaman. By allowing that leprosy to come in his life, by taking him to Israel, by having him contact Elisha, and by doing that miracle for him to know that, oh, this is the God. This is the real God. He is the real God. And I will serve him the rest of my life. I will only worship him the rest of my life. God is speaking to our hearts today. Whatever you may be going through, have that adamant faith. Have that obedience to God's word. Tell yourself, no matter what I see, I will not go by what I see. You know, when Naaman went to Elisha to be healed of that leprosy, he never said that, well, this is an incurable disease and uh, nobody in Syria was able to cure. And um, I don't know, this little girl says, and she's a slave and I don't know, I can't trust her. Maybe she doesn't like me. Maybe if I go to, you know, Israel, maybe they'll kill me or, you know, I'll get worse and, You know how many times we think negative things? How many times when God wants to bless, you give into fear, give into things that would never even take place, but those thoughts are all from the pit of hell. It is so important to dismiss them. It's so important to say, stay out of my life, you negative spirit. You have no room in my life. It is important for us to keep God before us. David says, I've set the Lord always before me, therefore I shall not be moved. Why will he not be moved? How can he be so stable and secure? Because you set the Lord always before you. That means what? You don't keep the Lord always before you and turn somewhere else. No. You keep the Lord always before you means wherever your face is, that's where you keep the Lord. When you keep that means that's the only person you're going to look at. He's the only one constantly, constantly, constantly. Your focus is Jesus. I will never look at the winds and the stormy clouds. 
I will never look at the waves and their roaring sounds. I will never look at the waters around me because I will never take my eyes off you, Jesus. So important. Never take your eyes off of God. Yeah, things are happening. When it hurts, it hurts. Yeah. But our focus should not be, oh boy, this hurts and that's it. I'm gone and I'm not going to come up. No, no. When it hurts, what do you do? Oh, Jesus, it hurts. Jesus, help me. Jesus, I know you can do it. And where's your focus? Your focus is on Jesus. When things go wrong, you don't deny saying that, I don't believe that it's going wrong. I believe everything is going right now. You're in an imaginary world. And somebody sees there and say, it's this cuckoo. You're seeing something is going wrong. What are you going to do about what, he's, what you're seeing right now? That's what happened with Naaman. He really had leprosy. Elisha didn't say, well, pretend that you don't have leprosy. No. No. This is a real condition. But you need to do something about it. It's important to understand what you have. It's important to know that, yeah, I have a problem. Mary saw that there was a problem in that wedding of Cana. There was a shortage. And she took that problem to Jesus Christ. And Jesus didn't say, well, I'm here. So there is no shortage. No. There is. Jesus was there. And yes, while he was there, there was shortage. We saw this before. God spoke to us that month when all these things were going to happen. Jesus was there, and yes, Jairus' daughter died. Jesus was Lazarus' friend. Yes, Lazarus died. (laughs) Elisha was there. The woman's son died. Shunammite woman's. Shunammite woman's son died. Elijah was there. Zarephath's widow's son died. So, because God is there doesn't mean that we're not going to have problems. No. God says that you shall tread on serpents and trample scorpions. Without having serpents and scorpions, what are you going to tread on? That means you will be put in a place where you will have lots of serpents and lots of scorpions. Yep. But at that time, it's the power of the Holy Spirit that fills a child of God to trample serpents and to tread on scorpions. You think about David. He went against the bear and he went against the lion. Why didn't God just keep the lion away and bear away? David was sitting and the lion came and while it smelled David far away, the lion turned away and walked. That's not how the story goes. Or the bear saw and while he was playing the harp, it heard the music and it got horrified and just, you know, electroshock went into the bear's body and it just fell and he died there. No, that's not how the story goes. The presence of God was in David. God was there. But how was God training his hands for battle and his fingers for war? He let that beast come near him. He let that wild beast come near him. While it came near him, the spirit of God came upon him just like how it came upon Samson. It empowered him, strengthened him. All of a sudden, the strength of God filled him and he went against that bear, went against that lion. That's how God works. He doesn't take the problem away. And he doesn't say, well, the problem is gone and you won't have to face it. How are you going to go? grow spiritually? So in the midst of trials, in the midst of the storm, Jesus was in the boat and the storm came. Yes, it came. But they didn't die. Jesus stood up and he showed that he's the Lord over the winds and the waves. The, the sun of that widow, Zarephath, 
widow of Zarephath. Yes, he died, but he didn't remain dead. Yes, Jairus' daughter died, but she didn't remain dead. So it's a greatness too, with the path of God, whatever path God is leading us through. It may look horrifying. It may look scary. It may look impossible. Many times it will look impossible. But in the midst of that, who is our God? Is he alive or dead? Is he doing the same things he did 2,000 years ago or he's changed? He's the same yesterday, today and forever. So, from the time that Jairus' daughter died and Jesus had to walk there, it took some time. From the time that Lazarus died and Jesus went there, it took some time. From the time that Shunammite's son died and she took the donkey and left the child and went to Elisha and for Elisha to come back, it took time. It didn't automatically happen. The resurrection didn't automatically happen. It takes perseverance. That woman, that Shunammite woman, got up and she went. I encourage you to read that section. She got up and she went. She will not stop. She will not take no for an answer. And she said, Elisha, you need to come with me. Without you coming with me, I'm not going home. Period. She persevered. She endured. She went home until she saw her son come back to life. She did not stop. Those are the people God is looking for. People who will know how to pray and persevere in prayer. Faith. So you look at the unjust judge and the widow and how she went with faith every day, even though it was a no the previous day, the next day she got up and she said, I'm going to get it today. Determination. Determination. Be determined to succeed in your faith walk. Be determined to overcome in your faith walk. You need to have the determination. With Naaman, God was with him and gave him success wherever we went. That means he had a lot of battles to fight. Every battle he had to face, God was with him and gave him the victory. Every battle that you're going to face, God will be with you and God will give you the victory. And God will make you honorable. We need to be honorable in the eyes of God. That's the most important thing. Everything else in this world is immaterial. It's it's like how God says in his word, the glory of this world is like the flower that's on the grass. The wind blows and it's gone. But the honor that comes from God is lasting. Naaman had that. If God who made the heaven and earth had to be with Naaman to do this, imagine that. How much more? How much more? We, God's people who know God, need to be with God. God says in his word, if you're with me, I'll be with you. When we are with God, we can have the confidence that, yes, in this world we will have tribulation, but he has overcome the world. Am I with him or not? If I'm with him, then I too, through him, will overcome every single time. I want to leave with you this promise that God has given. God bears witness. I did not read this chapter ahead of time, and I have not read this. I don't know when. When was the last time I preached? That was the last time I pulled this. I did not go back. I'm not in anywhere in Kings. 
God gave this word during the end of the worship here. God is going to give us amazing victories. Many victories. It's not just one victory, many victories. Wherever Naaman went, whatever battle Naaman faced, God was with him. And he won every battle because God was with him. And it is a guaranteed promise God is giving to you today. Whatever battle you face, God will be with you. And God will give you the victory. Provided you stay in the covenant relationship with God Almighty. If you're in the covenant relationship with God, that means, oh, you have to be with God. God will be with you when you are with God. Especially when I know, when I know God, then I have to be faithful to God. You have to be faithful to God. Because he is faithful to you, he's faithful to me. When we are faithful to him and when we walk in that faithfulness, every battle you face, victory is yours. Victory is mine. We shall never be defeated. Shall we close our eyes and look to the Lord? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, precious Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. My people shall never be put to shame. Hallelujah. My people shall never be put to shame. Hallelujah. My people shall never be put to shame. No matter what we go through, we may go through fire, we may go through water, we may go through the valley of the shadow of death, we may go through the valley of tears. We may be thrown into the lion's den. Whatever we may face, victory is ours through Jesus Christ, our Lord. The very same God who was with Naaman blessed him and gave him victory wherever he went and honored him will also be with us. No matter what we face, no matter what enemy we may face, there's no defeat for for David. There's no defeat for Samson. Only when Samson left God and sinned presumptuously, the Spirit of God departed from him. At that point, he was defeated, even though he was called of God. It is important for you to be with God and God with you. If God is for us, who can be against us? Make sure God is for you. If you're in the covenant relationship with God Almighty, make sure that you don't do disservice to the blood of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Jesus. And the very same God who was with Naaman and gave him victory wherever he went will also give you victory in every area of your life. Hallelujah. Sin has no dominion over a child of God. Those who are walking faithfully with God will be overcomers in this life. We'll have victory over the works of the flesh. We'll have victory over demonic spirits. Hallelujah. If we don't have victory over the works of the flesh, then that's the first enemy you have to face and overcome. Only those who overcome will enter in. Read the book of Revelation. 
Hallelujah. Only those who overcome, their names will not be blotted out of the book of life. Only those who overcome will be granted to eat from the tree of life. Only those who overcome will sit together with Jesus Christ. Only those who overcome will be clothed with white. Hallelujah. Only those who overcome will enter into those pearly gates. Only those who overcome will enter the heaven, period. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And in order to overcome, you need to have God by your side. Hallelujah. You need to have God by your side. If God is for you, who can be against you? If God is by your side, you can never be defeated. Yes, you can have many enemies. Yes, you can have many Goliaths. Each one of them will be brought to the ground. The God Almighty. Wherever David went, God was with him. And give him good success. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Give yourselves over to the Lord at this hour and tell the Lord, Lord, I want to be faithful to you in that covenant relationship that you've graciously given to me through the blood of Jesus. That I don't want to live like a heathen. I don't want to live like an unbeliever. I don't want to live like the people of the world. I will not give into fear. I will not give into anxiety. I will not give into hatred. I will not give into vengeance. I will not give into doubt. I will not give into pride. I will not give into immorality. I will not give into gossip. I will not give into vain glory. Hallelujah. I will not give into covetousness. Hallelujah. If the love of the world is in you, then the love of the Father is not in you, God's word says. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Thank you, Holy Spirit. 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 Father, I pray that you will touch your people at this hour. Oh, Lord, God of heaven and earth, you are so, so, so good. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for being so faithful to your people. We know that the Egyptian that we see this day, see in the season, will we not see anymore. We will not see anymore. Hallelujah. We're going to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. You will let the enemy chase the people of Israel until the enemy comes to the middle of the sea, only to drown them in the midst of the sea. Uh, We should not turn back and look at the enemy. We have to keep looking at God and keep going so that we can cross over to the other side. Thank you, Father. Praise your Holy Spirit. Praise your Holy Spirit. Take a few moments in the presence of the Lord and give your life over to the Lord and to the word that God has spoken to you at this hour. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Praise you. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you. Thank you.